Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than the incomparable Sharon Reed, TYT Sports All-Star contributor, host, and commentator. Always fascinating to have a breakdown. First story of the day, hell of a thing. Here we are, it's called war. I don't give a damn what they say it is in the media. Three individuals serving as reservists in the armed forces. They are now dead because of a very confusing drone attack where according to the narrative, the drone was not shot down that did this because they thought it was an American drone. Let's put up the victims. Per the AP, an enemy drone killed three American troops and wounded dozens of others in Jordan. May have been confused with an American drone returning to the US installation. Two US officials said Monday, according to the Defense Department, the three soldiers that were killed in the drone strike were Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, 46, of Carrollton, Georgia. You have Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, 24, of Waycross, Georgia. And also Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffitt, 23, of Savannah, Georgia. As the enemy drone was flying in a low altitude, according to the report, a US drone was returning to the small desert installation known as Tower 22 and may have been let pass by mistake. According to a preliminary report cited by the officials who were not authorized to comment and assisted on anonymity. As a result, there were no efforts to shoot down the enemy drone. They hit the outpost early Sunday morning. One of the trailers where troops sleep sustained the brunt of the strike while surrounding trailers got limited damage from the blast and flying debris. Officials said that the 34 of the 34 wounded soldiers, most had cuts, bruises, traumatic brain injuries and similar wounds. 80, eight, excuse me, eight were medically evacuated. And the most seriously hurt service member is in critical but stable condition. The preliminary conclusion was first reported by the Wall Street Journal. Explanation for how the enemy drone evaded US air defenses on the installation came as the White House said Monday, it's looking, it's not looking for war with Iran, even as President Joe Biden vows retaliatory action. The Democratic administration believes Tehran has or was behind the strike. There's a story there. I'm getting to it in a minute. The brazen attack, which the Biden administration blames on Iranian-based proxies. Now understand. What they're doing. They're saying Iranian based proxy. So they're not really blaming it on Iran. This is going to be a point of contention here in the narrative. This is the spin. They call it Iranian based proxies. Okay. Sometimes they will say the terminology Iranian supported or backed. Okay. All right. Keep that in your hat. 
according to the report, adds another layer of complexity to an already tense meeting situation as the Biden administration tries to keep the Israel Hamas war, Hamas war from expanding into a broader regional conflict already there. It's called psychological warfare. The president and I will not tolerate attacks on the US forces. And we will take all necessary actions to defend. Yeah, to defend the US and our troops. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Monday as he met with the Pentagon with NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg. Iran on Monday denied it was behind the attack at all. There's more. Quote, these claims are made with specific political goals to reverse the realities of the region. Iran state run IRNA news agency quoted foreign ministry spokesperson Nasir Kanani as saying, Iran regularly denies involvement in attacks linked back to it through the militias. According to the report, it arms these militias across the wider Mideast. Once again, that's according to the report. Republicans have naturally created the politics domestically, laid blame on Biden for doing too little to deter Iranian militias, which have carried out some 150 attacks on US troops in the region since the start of this war. Biden's response to these attacks has been disorganized and effective and weak. Republican National Committee spokesperson said in a statement, now more Americans have lost their lives because of Biden's incompetence. Now, naturally, the the political game is going to play out domestically, no matter what. But let's go to cause and effect. According to the Pentagon, they're not going to tolerate attacks on American soldiers. However, according to the American soldiers, they've been under attack for roughly six months. This is the first time the enemy forces who have been attacking them due to our domestic foreign policy. Those forces have been fighting these wars or these battles. There's combat happening. Now, what is war? First of all, according to the Constitution, only Congress can enact articles of war. However, damn near every president has violated that constitutional mandate. Let's make it simple. This is what war is. Killing people and blowing things up. That's it, that's what it is. Damn what they say on paper, damn what they say in a press release. This is war. Now, the retaliatory dynamic, you don't want more life to be lost. There's no need for it. This typically happens because of our fragmented, and schizophrenic international foreign policy. People are dying. There's an opportunity at actual remedy, but we are here. Now, I don't think Biden is going to go to war with Iran over the three dead soldiers. It's my belief, it doesn't mean other things won't happen. But the reality is you're not dealing with cause and effect. You're dealing with 
effect and effect. If you go tit for tat at this point, you're dealing with effect and effect. The cause is the international policies of America in foreign occupation, all right? That's your actual cause, which creates a lot of this effect. Now, are they going to simply deal with the effect or are they going to deal with the cause to save actual lives and have a better path forward on this planet? Sharon, thoughts here. Um, they're not going to deal with the cause, Dr. Ritchie. Yeah. They're not going to deal with the cause. And um, I believe the Republicans called, uh, and I understand where it's coming from. You said disorganized, ineffective, and weak. I, um, I can agree with that, unless they're backing allies in certain situations. And then they're, they're very forceful and they mm. come out unequivocally. Um, but that's not the case, and I don't, I don't know that if the color of the victims here would change anything. I, I don't think it would, but it doesn't help when we are sitting in Georgia and these soldiers are dead. And no, they're not going to deal with the cause. They're going to affect effect, yeah. as you said. Yep. Uh, and the family, they're heartbroken. Remember, these were reservists, Sharon. Um, they expected their family members to. Travel, come back like they do every other time. Uh, they have to go for a brief stint uh, and they come back, but uh, they are the casualties now. All right, we'll bring you updates as it comes. Woke free beer, conservative beer, got Donald Trump's mugshot on it. People are buying it, millions of dollars of merchandise sold, but according to some, it seems like a scam. I team. Investigation. Fox 5 News did a hell of a story here. Uh, let's put up the picture full mass, give you an idea of what they're branding. So, Fox 5 Atlanta's I team recently reported that conservative dads ultra right, a conservative Georgia beer, <laughs> a conservative Georgia beer company that catered to a specific set of customers is now accused of scamming those customers. After more than a hundred customers filed complaints with the Better Business Bureau, giving them an F rating, by the way. Um, now, look at this. Okay. I want you to understand what's happening here. I'm about to tell you a story that was done by the I team at Fox 5 News Atlanta. It is a regular six pack of beer. The individuals were so offended by the fact they did not get their Donald Trump ultra conservative beer that they got the attention of the I team. All right. Um, let's put up the additional advertisement and contrast they provide. So the ultra right beer began nine months ago to take advantage of the conservative criticism of Bud Light's marketing campaign. With a trans influencer. All right, remember that? It became a thing to conservatives. So the beer's product page states, quote, if you know which restroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to companies who hate our values. End quote. As Fox 5 reports, 39 year old Seth Weathers, the owner and CEO of the beer, decided. To market ultra right as 100% woke free American beer. That's 100% made in America in Lakeland, Florida. All right. All right. You see that guy? 
That guy's woke free material right there. He also sells calendars <laughs> uh, like the conservative dance Real Women of America 2024 calendar, which donates, according to him, 10% of the sales uh, to the Riley Gaines Center to protect women's sports from extreme leftist ideology seeking to destroy real women, end quote. Hats, t shirts, and apron, a one piece swimsuit, all promoting conservative values. Nothing says conservative values like alcohol in the bikini, obviously. Now, more than 100 people, more than 100 would be customers headed to the Better Business Bureau, filed a complaint and said they paid Mr. Weathers for beer and their six pack never arrived. The company currently has an F rating at the Better Business Bureau. We looked it up again, it still has an F rating. So Tony Lucci of Tampa, Florida told the Fox 5i team, quote, I don't care what product or ideology you're doing, this is horrible customer service. Now, Lucci's wife placed an order in September for the limited edition conservative dance revenge six pack with Donald Trump's mugshot on the can. Let's put it up. See that? The man did not get his six pack of limited edition revenge, 100% woke free made in America beer. Four months later, still no beer. The only response Lucci got from the company came in a generic email offering refunds sent after the Fox 5i team started asking questions. Quote, it's so damn frustrating that nobody responds to you. And they're supposed to be a business, Lucci complained. That's not a business, sir. I don't know if you understand the connection here. Um, but he's acting as if, I'm talking about the owner, he's acting as if he doesn't give a damn about you. Kind of like Trump. You see, it's part of the brand. There's more. Uh, Walker Means of Pennsylvania. Well, he waited for his beer since November. The website promising it would arrive in 30 days. So Mr. Means explained he purchased the beer. It was meant as a gift, quote, but also to support the kind of company I thought was kind of spearheading the movement of not shoving things down our throats all the time. Sir, that's what they're doing. They're not even going to shove the beer you bought down your throat. <laughs> but when asked if I had received, when asked if he received a beer yet, me said, absolutely not. They've just chosen not to communicate. And that's a shame, end quote. Um, Don Means of Orange Park, Florida, finally got her beer and got a refund after complaining directly to weather on Truth on, um, not Truth Social, but X, formerly Twitter. She told Fox 5, quote, I'm really hoping it's legitimate and it helps the conservative movement. So Mr. Weathers explained to Fox 5i team that he has a four person company, only has four people on staff, was overwhelmed with orders and no one bothered to pay attention to the BBB complaints. Quote, if someone doesn't want the beer at this time, We'll offer them a refund, he said. We're doing the best we can to put it in the cans and get it out as fast as we can. I love our customers, he said, even the ones that are maybe mad at me right now for the delay. 
Weathers and Ultra Right made good on some promises, though, like donating $50,000 of the Trump mugshot beer sales uh, to the Georgia GOP um, indicted co defender, <laughs> David Schaefer. They gave him some money. I think Schaefer is probably involved in the business. Uh, Schaefer, former chair of the Georgia GOP, was indicted with Donald Trump for his alleged involvement in organizing an unofficial slate of electors after the 2020 presidential election. The company has also donated to the 1776 Project PAC, Let Them Live, and Red Renaissance, among others. Um, so they're basically, in my humble opinion, utilizing beer and mug shots and um, the woke movement in order to fund the legal defense of people like Schaefer. All right, so uh, most of the individuals noted uh, did not receive their beer. Uh, and they're going to have to wait according to the final analysis. Uh, you've done journalism for a long time, uh, Sharon. It is rare that a company gets such a low rating on the Better Business Bureau because even if the company responds, just responds, the Better Business Bureau will look at the rating more favorably at the final analysis. But to have no response is uh, that's completely negligent. Yeah, it is. Um, Doc, you know, I think you're perfect, but I, I think you missed this one. And I'm going to tell you why, okay? I think I'm outraged and not at uh, woke free beer, but at the people who are complaining. Because clearly they're Biden operatives. Right. And uh, this <laughs> is a conspiracy. <laughs> right. And yes. I'm sure that the beer company is actually perfect and beautiful. And I don't understand why people are falling for this when it's so easy to see it's a plant. And probably another attempt to keep Trump off the ballot. Right. Um, you know, I don't know why people can't understand you get what you pay for. Okay, you get what you pay for. They have the perfect spokesperson. And the only restroom you need to choose is the one where the cell door slams behind you, Doc. <laughs> this is, is crazy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, as soon as Trump gets hold of this, he may. He's probably going yeah. to say something like what you just said. Will the black woman and the black man get some of the money too? They're co-defendants. Are they going to get any of the money? I'm you just know, curious. The brother didn't even have money for bail. He couldn't get out. So sad. I, I think you organized. Yeah, That's you right. I tried. I was trying something. to get the brother out so that he could actually right. have a, yeah. a way to fight his case. He didn't accept my money though. I was going to cash app it to him. Waiting on All this. right. Yeah, there you go. You know, Trump now, he's saying that, uh, you know, you got to give him immunity. You know, initially he said, hey, listen, I'm not guilty. I didn't do it. Fake news, hoax. Uh, now he's saying, listen, guys, let's just be real. You know, I need immunity. Put it up for a mask. Even if he did it, even if it's true that he broke the law, he needs immunity. So Donald Trump took to Truth Social, demanding presidents be granted immunity from prosecution after he was ordered to pay $83.3 million to E. Jean Carroll. I mean, she is tagging his ass. Quote, Trump says, if immunity is not granted to a president, every president that leaves office will be immediately indicted by opposing party without complete immunity of president of the United States, but not be able to properly function. All right. And in another post, I mean, he was going, you know, doing his rant thing. But in another post, he also indicated even if a president makes a mistake, he says, right? You can't prosecute a president. You got to give them immunity because some other administration 
can come in and say, oh, that's illegal. Now, let's put her up. All right. So the Daily Mail reports just over 24 hours from her win. Eugene Carroll is already planning on how she will spend the massive windfall and is vowing to do good with the millions. Her lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, believes the former president will be forced to pay up in full, even if it means him selling one of his properties or taking out a loan. Following Friday's verdict, Trump launched a new attack on social media, quote, our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. Trump was in Nevada on Saturday holding a campaign rally where he largely avoided talking about the verdict delivered by a jury on Friday afternoon. However, he used his four court cases to further his presidential cause. Now, here's what he said. I'm being indicted for you. That's what he said. I'm being indicted for you. He told the audience at the sports park, Big League Dreams, Las Vegas. And what is a point of honor for the likely Republican nominee during his campaign rallies? Look at yesterday. Look at all this that's going on. But we keep marching forward. We just keep going and somehow it all works out. Now, when he made these quotes about being indicted for you, talking about the four court cases, his antics in the court, it reminded me of something. And I brought it to your attention before. You know who else did the very same thing when he was on trial? Adolf Hitler. Put him up. The exact same thing. 1924 trial of Adolf Hitler is what made the Nazi party a household name. JP O'Malley of the Times of Israel wrote back in 2018, quote, during the trial, the socialist and communist newspapers called Hitler a racist and said, don't fall for this guy. But a lot of the far right media built Hitler into a martyr, a national, a national hero from this moment on. Because he brought the far right together by taking some responsibility and leadership. There it is. Blueprint is before you. The rhetoric is there. The similarities cannot be dismissed. Sharon, thoughts here. Uh, this is necessary, Donald Trump says, or else no ex-president would ever be able to function. But I don't remember, Dr. Ritchie. Did did Bush indict Clinton? No. And then the man who came after Bush, and a lot of people thought Bush should have been. I mean, remember, yeah. before Trump, he was enemy number one. And I don't think the person who came next indicted Bush. In fact. Speaking of that person, sometimes goes by Barry. He's a free black running around Martha's right. Vineyard anytime he wants to. Right. Mr. Carter's been through an incredibly difficult time. Never been indicted. Never. That I, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong. The team that never right. So never. this is uh, this is unfortunate. I, I'm right. trying to think of different different words. It's unfortunate, Doc. Yeah, and he's and he's literally landing the argument with his base because they're saying, "Wait a minute." So uh, he's right because a president 
has to do A, B, and C. But then they'll say, but Biden needs to be indicted. Well, wait a minute, your guys arguing saying that the presidency, meaning the institution, is immune to such things. And you're arguing back, agreeing with them saying, but however, Biden is the exception. It's insane. And you're right, Sharon, we have had um, <laughs> the formation of this country has always had a president. And this has not been an issue. It's an issue now, according to Trump supporters, because Trump said it will be an issue going forward. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me go to some of the comments. Thank you for joining the combo. Uh, Craig Cray Souffle, for the deaths of three black US soldiers, Biden's idea of retaliation will be uh, Granada 2.0. Mo Fury, uh, dealing with the cause, would involve that one thing that no corporate politician wants to touch, a damn mirror. <laughs> that creative dragon says, that beer looks like it tastes like bankruptcy. <laughs> That's awesome. That was good. I, and I concur. And nobody cared how the beer tasted. As a matter of fact, it's not even part of the advertising. And yep, uh, Ron Moore. Immunity for what? He did nothing wrong. That's right. And Malcolm X, wait until that fool has to cough up $307 million. He'll go ballistic. Um, yeah, that's something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. As long as I need to supply, I am a hippie! I am a Jew! I'm a Jew! I'm a Jew and you better! You better, sir, start serving the Lord Jesus or you're all going to go to hell! Okay, then can you leave us alone? Because we don't want to deal with your. Thank you. Please leave. Have a good night. Do you want to wipe for your milky hands? No, I actually just washed my hands the other day. I want to highlight something here. You know, Walmart has security. It's called the Loss Prevention Department. They think they're the FBI. And if you get close to that monitor that will go off because you have an item not paid for, they would descend upon you as if they are SWAT. Okay. And they have a 100% prosecution policy for shoplifting. I want to say the individuals in this particular store. Uh, they were well well restrained. Um, I cannot speak to the mental dynamics happening with the woman who was, you know, obviously in love with Jesus. Uh, but I can say the people around her, well, nobody descended on her. I think sometimes when I see these videos, I said, you know, 
if, if you changed a couple of things, would it be the same? Let's say if that's a black female, right? Rather than a white female, uh, would the outcome be the exact same? And if you're honest with yourself, you either have to say, I'm not sure or no. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. I'm pretty sure that had this been a brother or a sister yeah. or a 14 year old black kid, they would have yeah. been at least tased, uh, taken down, surely. Um, and perhaps if there was a miss at the door, a drone would have followed them to their vehicle. Right. This is, you know, again, I agree with you. This uh, person perhaps was having some kind of breakdown, but uh, the policy is a policy, right? Zero to- tolerance. Right. That's what they say at the, at the thought so. prosecution, yeah. right? When they prosecute mm-hmm. cases. There he is, Vincent McMahon. Um, finally, no more. No power, not on, not on the board, cannot make decisions, cannot influence decisions with WWE. Who took him out? Slim Jim, I will explain. In an update, Vince McMahon has resigned from WWE and his parent company, TKO, following allegations of battery and sex trafficking from a former employee. Sex trafficking now. This is a different level of perversion than the initial report. McMahon, quote, has tendered his resignation from his positions as TKO executive chairman and on the TKO board of directors. He would no longer have a role with TKO Group Holdings or WWE, stated WWE President Nick Khan in an email to staff late Friday, just before 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, I'm going to tell you what sparked this. So in a statement of his own, McMahon said that, quote, I stand by my prior statement that Ms. Grant's lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene, made up instances that never occurred and is a vindictive distortion of the truth. I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and look forward to clearing my name. However, as TKO noted in a statement after the lawsuit, Mr. McMahon does not control TKO, nor does he oversee the day-to-day operations of WWE. In other words, he can't just appoint himself back to the company board like he could last time. Indeed, Khan's note seemed to suggest that McMahon is actually gone for good this time. There had been some indications that McMahon was already stepping back from the business after the sale of TKO. After closely overseeing WWE Creative, he officially handed control over control over the product to Paul Triple H Levesque, the former wrestler who is also his son-in-law, keeping it in the family. Last year, McMahon sold some 700 million in TKO stock. While the lawsuit was explosive, McMahon had been grappling with other legal issues. Last summer, federal agents served a search warrant on his home and issued a subpoena and an investigation connected to the WWE misconduct claims. Claims. So this is the possible reason why he resigned. Um, let's put it up. Yeah, snap into a slim jam. Longtime WWE sponsor, Slim Jim previously paused its promotional activities with the wrestling outfit in light of what it called, quote, disturbing allegations. So they took their money back. Against its longtime leader, Vince McMahon, on last Friday, Slim Jim was the lead sponsor of last Saturday's Royal Rumble show. So the Slim Jim company and the Conagra brands, this is a the jerk uh, maker or jerky maker, has been affiliated with the pro wrestling company since ni- the 1980s. 
So shortly after the sponsorship news was emerging late in the day Friday, McMahon immediately resigned from everything. Slim Jim then resumed its WWE sponsorship after he resigned. Following the exit of Vince McMahon from his executive role, just in time for the Royal Rumble show, literally. All of the lawsuits, all of the allegations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, now human sex trafficking. None of that took out McMahon. Who did it? Slim Jim. Wow. Mayor thoughts. You know what you know what the story made me think of and how disgusting it reminded me of when people don't take accountability. First thing, those those charges are horrendous. Secondly, when corporations say they can't they can't be powerful, they can't make other people fall in line. Mm. When I'm talking about when something happened to black people and they still support mm. industries, That's this right. is a lie. Slim Jim just put them as a lie. This just made them a lie, right? Anybody can anybody that's donating so much money or putting so much money in the NFL can make and hold them accountable. CTE and also what's going on with Colin Kaepernick if they choose to. Reminds Very me how awesome. high America tolerance is for black suffering. That's all this did. Well said, dear brother. 100 percent Hot mic moment. It happens. It's called broadcast media. Joy Reid says f-bomb about biden all right here it is congressional republicans love to latch on to president biden and democrats successful policies and take credit for things they didn't do while tying themselves into pretzels to do nothing for the american people for the sake of donald trump case in point fixing what they say is a crisis at the border with congressional negotiators continuing work on a bipartisan deal to tie border policy changes to funding for ukraine over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another war. <laughs> Still trying to kill the deal. He bragged about blocking progress and said, please, please blame him if it fails. Okay. She says, starting another effing war. Now, typically in broadcast media, MSNBC, CNN, etc., cetera, when the clip is playing, the microphones are silent. Not at TYT though, so I already know what not to do. But on MSNBC and on CNN and other shows, they literally will tell you, they'll count you back in. Um, not sure if that happened or not, because we cannot hear what's in the microphone. Uh, was in her headphone. But we do know that she dropped the F-bomb, she came back, didn't realize that it happened naturally uh, at the end of the broadcast. She gave an apology, here it is. Before we go, I just want to apologize very quickly. Uh, I was chatting during a clip that was playing, um, and you know we try to keep this show very PG-13. So I just want to apologize to anyone who was listening to my behind-the-scenes chatter. Uh, deeply, deeply apologize for that because you know it's PG-13 up around here. So thank you to you all for watching the readout. Yeah, um, I thought it was awesome. So uh, MSNBC's Jort Reed apologized on Monday for. You know, the hot mic F-bomb moment uh, during a broadcast of the readout. So during a segment on how Republicans are responding to proposed border legislation in light of how Donald Trump recently came out against it, Reid introduced a relevant clip to President Joe Biden speaking at South Carolina over the weekend. 
And Biden says, if that bill were the law today, I shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. Congress needs to get it done, Biden said, referring to the deal that Senator James Lankford, Republican, has been negotiating with Democrats. Reid can then be heard saying with a laugh, starting another effing war. <laughs> yes. Her mic was then cut, but turned on a moment later. It was unclear what the MSNBC anchor was referring to. She continued on, still trying to kill the deal, she said, referring to Trump. Bragged about blocking progress and said, please, please blame him if it fails. Trump told a Las Vegas crowd Saturday that he indeed wants to be responsible should the legislation fall apart. Yesterday, I talked about how the Oklahoma governor is sending National Guard troops or threatening to do so. He did it in 2023, sent 50 of them to Texas in order to do what? To basically have a standoff with federal agents. Texas authorities are literally putting up razor fencing and the Biden administration, they are under, the Biden administration has um, the command to ICE to take it down. It's hurting people, all right? It's a humanitarian issue. So you have this standoff, this is your prerequisite to a possible force on force combat between two um, governmental entities that have guns. All right, Sharon, I did not, uh, I was cool with it. I, I was 100% yeah. okay with it. I thought she wasn't gonna have to apologize for it, it happens. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Passionate host, uh, Joe Scarborough, also of the network has done it several times, 2008, yep. he said That's the right. word. And then just when he brought to his attention, he just said, oh, Apologies if I, you know, I offended somebody and said the whole word instead of the letter. He did it again in 2021. I don't see this as a big deal. I know that people expect a certain code when they're watching even cable. But look at the world we live in. If you're not, if you're okay with watching someone rail on TV unhinged and getting everything wrong and hurting everyone, then look, this is where we're at. Remember the outrage over Kim Kardashian's butt? When it was oiled, okay. Yeah. What well, we've seen everything, okay. I'm sorry, but we right. can handle it. Um, we're living in a nation that made a man president after he said, "I like to go yeah. up to women and grab them." Yeah. By, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with you. We have a lot of comments. Um, membership, let me remind you of membership. Uh, so we got gift for new supporters, all right? We've been talking about how members make a difference at TYT, we mean it. Without you, we don't exist. Your support helps make sure we can keep going. For a limited time, we're sending a gift to people who join as a new annual member or make a one-time contribution of $50 or more at tyt.com forward slash join. Sign up sooner rather than later because gifts, well, while supplies last, all right? So make sure you get in when you can get in. Uh, tyt.com slash join. All right, with our eyes rise. Thank you for that, I appreciate you. Um, G. Martin, G. Martinez. See, these cameras always show out at Walmart and Big name, low budget stores because nobody there is matching their energy. They need real time repercussions and it needs to be normalized. Uh, interesting. All right. Um, 
<laughs> Chris Frederick, Jesus didn't teach me this. Yeah. And barely funky. In fairness, Jory, she has been saying the right things like the I mean, she's been hitting grand slams, if you ask me. All right. Um, so yeah. Uh, update. So a black student, all right, a black student is an athlete engaged in competition called the N-word by the students. There's gestures of animal-like monkey noises against the student. The mother wants some level of accountability, naturally. This is bullying. This is racism. Let's put it up for a mask. Let me take you to Roseville, California. Omarion Overby of Indicum High School was subject to racial abuse by students during a wrestling match. And him and his mother are demanding accountability. The incident occurred during a wrestling match at the high school earlier this month. A video shared on social media depicted two students using what appeared to be racial or racist slurs and offensive body language during his match, okay? Omarion Overby, 16 years of age, an honor student, did not hear the slurs while he was on the mat. Instead, the six foot two and 285 pound wrestler was focused on trying to win in an intense match that went into triple overtime. If you heard anything, it was his schoolmates and supporters chanting his name from the side. Unfortunately, he lost. And seeing the video the next day made the loss even more bitter. They sent the video to me, and I watched it, he says, and I was just shocked. And after that, I sent it to my mother. They used the N-word, and they made monkey gestures, end quote. After seeing the crew behavior, the team was deeply distressed and is now relying on the support and advocacy of his mother to get answers and some measure of justice. Quote, he immediately gets upset, he's hurt, he's confused. He is 16, it's 2024, the mom said. I was just shocked and I was disgusted at the thought that that happened, uh, at at the thought that that happened to me, Omarion said. ABC 10 reported. If I heard those words in the match, he continued, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have broke out in the rage. To be honest, hearing those disgusting words. The hosting school, let's put it up, is Roseville High, has released a statement regarding its stance on racism and discrimination in light of the incident and the mother's media alert. Quote, our student body and staff includes community members from all backgrounds, races, and religions, which is one of the many aspects that make our campus exceptional, a spokesperson for the school wrote. They also noted that they were investigating the incident and offered an apology from the administration. Quote, we wish to express a sincere apology for any and all offensive comments. Our commitment is to educate ourselves, our students, and the community, emphasizing that racism has no place at our school, in our homes, at our workplace, anywhere else, the school stated. Simply put, we must do better, and we will. Mercedes and other relatives are asking for a third-party investigation. They also request that the two Roseville students in the video be expelled. And the investigation results be made public. Lastly, the family wants school officials to implement anti-racism education 
and training on campuses throughout the district and enact a zero tolerance policy on racism. It is unclear if the family has secured a lawyer to help with their interests and demands. Put up the leaders, so-called Roseville Principal Ashley Sarin and the Superintendent John Becker. Let's keep them up. Um, to Principal Ashley Sarin, because of the local independence of the school, you have leadership authority on campus. This should be contextualized as a bullying incident, bullying incident. To toss it aside as if that's not what it is, is playing the game they would like you to play. To the superintendent John Becker, typically a jurisdiction, a school district has money tied to the federal government. Some of that money comes in the form of anti-bullying money. If this incident is categorized as a bullying incident, you have a responsibility beyond the incident being racial because of the federal dollars that may be associated. All right, now, outside of those two, a great, great trick was played in reference to this bullying thing. Remember when the big national campaign anti-bullying you had so many people involved, celebrities were doing commercials. You had memes, you had hashtags. Well, there was an intentional, an intentional design to not include racism in that model. How? How do you dismiss these discriminatory practices that are, in fact, simply another methodology for bullying? How? And why would you do that? Because they understand the culture that they're dealing with. And instead of fighting that culture, in order to make sure that all students are able to progress in an academic environment, learn socially, learn educationally. Instead of doing the hard work, they decided, well, let's just keep that on this side and let's keep bullying on this side. Make it easy for us. It's very sad. I do hope that they are able to obtain at least some level of justice here. Somebody has to be held accountable. I mean, suspension is the absolute least thing. Some people will be talking about expelling permanently for something like this in the school. I'm sharing, it's amazing to me that literally they have to say what we assume would have already happened. They have to say that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it is a shame because other than the mother and her son family, I think that the superintendent and the principal should have been seeking out every camera. Uh, distraught, bringing in counselors as if someone had passed away and said, my God. And by the way, I'm sick of these statements and say, we have a lot of people on our campus, racist, different backgrounds, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Unless you want to do the next part, which is, and yet we still have this kind of filth and people throwing out the N word around here. My goodness, they never do that because nope. they don't care, Doc. You taught us about what was in that anti-bullying thing a long time ago because yep. they don't really care about us and they can get away with it. Yeah, so that's why sometimes you just got to lawyer up um, when yeah. a school system decides to engage in this kind of misconduct. A judge, you know, Las Vegas, she's in a hot tub. But, you know, they're attorneys also. And so things get a little murky here. Let's put it up for a mass. According to the report, this is a violation. Uh, the black female you see here is a judge in Las Vegas, Clark County District Court Judge 
Erica Balu is facing disciplinary charges over a series of social media posts, including the image of her in a hot tub with two public defenders, okay? Now I gotta say this, if I'm a defendant and I have a public defender, I want the guy who was in the hot tub with the judge. That's all I'm saying, that's me personally, okay? So the judge was hit with two charges by the Nevada Commission on Judicial Discipline on January 24th. For each charge, the judge stands accused of violating four specific ethical rules and is accused of violating five separate rules in total. I'm gonna break some of those down. So the 10 page charging document obtained by law and crime identifies the first offense as an Instagram post that refers to the judge's attendance at a music festival, September 9th, 2021, during her attendance at iHeartRadio's Life is Beautiful at 10.46 PM. The judge allegedly posted that Billy Eilish was scheduled to start 30 minutes or seemingly late in the event time, start time for a judge with an 8.30 calendar tomorrow. The post also contained a hashtag, vacate this ish out out of, out of out of custody cases. <laughs> Special counsel Francis Flaherty alleges the Instagram post violated a rule requiring judges to comply with the law. The charging document also alleges the judge violated two rules about refraining from actions that might cause someone to question, quote, the independence, integrity, and impartiality of the judiciary. The Instagram post also allegedly violated a rule requiring the duties of judicial office take precedent over all of a judge's personal and extra judicial activities. The second count against the judge is over the Facebook post featuring a picture of herself in a hot tub with two other attorneys and two other, uh, the two other attorneys in the photo happen to be public defenders. The post is captioned, um, Robson is surrounded by great tatas. It doesn't say tatas though, it says something else. All right, so um, the Facebook post allegedly violates the same rules about complying with the law and maintaining the independence, integrity, and impartiality of the judiciary. Additionally, the charging document alleges the judge violated a rule requiring judges not to convey or permit others to convey the impression that any person or organization in a position is in a position to influence the judge. Long crime reached out to the judge's chambers for comments on this story, but the judge's clerk of court declined to comment. According to Las Vegas-based CBS affiliate KLAS, the judge has, at least in some sense, responded to the allegations against her. Uh, this past weekend, in a Facebook post, the judge reportedly quoted Cardi B. Get up 10, all right? Uh, went from making tuna sandwiches, went from making tuna sandwiches to making the news, the post reads. Um, get money, go hard, you, mm, right? Never been a fraud in my month life. Get money, go hard, damn effing right. Stunned on these itches out of mother spite. End quote. I, to me, that is a fair response to the allegations against it. All right, uh, and the judge has been a lightning rod for controversy since being elected in 2020. The people put in office. The judge previously received backlash from the uh, Sin City Police for comments she made being skeptical of police officers' ability to interact with black people without resorting to fatal violence, KLAS reported. 
Quote, she said this in court. You're the one making the decisions not to walk away from cops. The judge reportedly once told her defendant in her courtroom. You're a black man in America. You know you don't want to be nowhere where cops are. You know you don't want to be nowhere where cops are because I know I don't. And I'm a middle-aged, middle-class black woman. I don't want to be around where the cops are because I don't know if I'm going to walk away alive or not, end quote. Judges in the United States often praise law enforcement. Um, but this judge goes against the grain, against the commentary, prompted the Las Vegas Police Protective Association to call for her resignation and an ethics investigation. The charges, however, do not reference those police related comments. Now, the ethics complaint, um, she will have to answer is part of the process. It doesn't mean she gets removed. We have to stay on top of the story to see what happens. Uh, Maybe an unforced error here, okay? Uh, Because definitely this is going to be utilized as a wedge issue against someone who may actually be a very fair judicial officer um, and making decisions based on context of experience, exposure, and environment, and understands the culture in ways that most judges do not. These are positives for the judicial system, not negatives, not negatives whatsoever. Uh, But sometimes you just have to not post stuff on social media. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right, share your thoughts here. I don't disagree with you, but this is, I mean, this is Sin City, Doc. I mean, can she be represented? Can Cardi represent her at the- uh, That would be so dope. Cardi needs to say something. I need Cardi to chime in at this point. And let her be in the video or something. I understand what you're (laughs) saying, but the only thing I think she needs to worry about is the fact that hot tubs breed bacteria. Yeah. Look up hot tub folliculitis. Other than that, this is just nonsense, okay? And there are rules. So I I know some judicial conduct rules going through law school and you, you go through the ethics course. To, you always got to take an ethics class, legal ethics. But damn, it seems like they had a lot of rules. They had rules that said, but you can't, not only can you not do something, you can't make it look like mm. you're doing something, right? And so mm. uh, they got more rules than let's say the the typical jurisdiction. Yeah, All right, we got Thomas. more. Yep. I mean, oh, come on, he has no I mean, rules, remember? Okay. No he rules said, for them. Don't make it look like you. Okay. No. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We got more. Indisputable. Stick a stay. All right. Welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Robin's egg. I always thought that by the 21st century, racism would be nearly a thing of the past. Boy, I was naive. Jack Yo, uh, they should. Be made to wrestle him, talking about the student who received all those racial taunts. Rose Rosie, stop taking pictures and posting stuff online. Go back to being private. Yes, that's right. There you go. And (laughs) Winston 121880. All right, I got to read both of these. Uh, They were just having a little sidebar, talking about the judge, judge and the public defenders. And uh, Winston also says, both of the public defenders objected to the hot tub and the judge said, overruled. And yeah, Dr. Hayes, stepping into a hot tub is like stepping into someone's dirty underwear. Damn, I can never enter a hot tub again. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, y'all are right. Okay, um, very sad story. This story is going to be very difficult to get through. It's going to make your blood boil. A baseball coach possibly 
infects a minor with HIV. Put them up full mass. According to an affidavit cited by local outlet KFOR, this is in Oklahoma City. 39-year-old named Donovan Scott Shepard, a youth baseball coach, is facing at least seven felony charges after being caught allegedly sexually assaulting a 12-year-old child, 12-year-old girl. He was caught by the child's mother, according to the allegation. One charge stemming from Shepard telling officials that he was in fact HIV positive. According to those records, Shepard had to be picked up by the woman with whom he was living after he gotten into a fight at a bar in a nearby, in nearby Moore, Oklahoma. This was on the 13th of January. The woman then went to bed in her Southwest Oklahoma City home, but found Shepard sexually assaulting the girl, her daughter, when she woke up. You see, this is why I say you cannot be too careful as a parent. Doesn't mean you may be wrong on some people. Yes, that does mean you may be wrong about some people, all right? Deal with that. But she trusted him, the mother trusted him, brought him to the home, woke up and found him on top of her daughter, all right? There's more. She held Shepard at gunpoint when she saw this. She held him at gunpoint until the police arrived. They arrested him. I would have shot him. They arrested him. The young girl told police that Shepard had assaulted her multiple times previously. The Kansas City Star reported that Shepard told police he did not wear a condom when he assaulted the victim. He was charged with three counts of first degree sexual assault of a minor under the age of 14. But Fox News reported that the girl said he sexually assaulted her six other times while she was 11 and 12 years old, including one time on her 12th birthday. Other sources said that she had been assaulted a total of six times. Uh, not six additional times. Shepard is currently in Cleveland County Jail facing charges, lewd molestation, sexual assault by instrumentation, exposing others to AIDS, pattern of criminal offenses, and aforementioned three charges first of first degree sexual assault. His bond is set for $500,000. That's according to KFOR, said citing unspecified records. Fox reported that Shepard coached a youth baseball team called the Oklahoma Aftermath and had done so for the last several years. Now, put up his picture again, okay? So, you know, the stats are very clear. Uh, individuals like this, they, they're not one-offs. They don't simply get caught first time they do something this extreme and evil, there are likely other victims. Um, this individual 
was employed in a position of public trust so that young people could not only trust them, but he could have access to them. Something once again in the psychology of this madness. Monsters come in all shapes and sizes, all right? Be vigilant um, to the parents, be vigilant. Um, Sharon, um, I have a daughter, you have a daughter. Um, if he's on top of my daughter, I shoot him, ask questions completely later. He's able to defend himself in the court of law, he was arrested. Um, and uh, hopefully justice will be served, but the damage that has been done has been done. Yeah, to hell with him. And I was thinking the same thing, mm -hmm. Dr. Ritchie. And um, let me say this, I don't even know why there's a $500,000 bond. Right, why would you he's even give this guy He's effectively killed this child's spirit, right? I mean, he's yeah. killed her spirit. Who wants to celebrate any birthday? Now we've got to put the pieces back together, if they ever can, with this child in society. And I don't blame mothers, I try not to. But this is why I just, I, I was always right on top of it. And even yep. if it seemed discriminatory, I'm only gonna have certain people around my child. And she's gonna tell me things. I hope that this can be repaired some kind of way, but the hell with him. Right, and pray that the child doesn't have the disease. Yeah. Um, that, that, that part, like you give someone bond and he says he's actively going around trying to mm -hmm. kill children. Wow. All right. And while we'll the mother's there. home, she was home. The mother's That's home. how yep. brazen. So you're right. There's other victims. That's right. I know there are. All right. Um, this is an update to a story uh, that we first brought. You remember the APD officer who killed a deacon over traffic ticket? All right. So we now have more video, and we can clearly see this cop used a leg sweep on an elderly man that was not being combative at all. Um, let me take you to the video. Here it is. I get my soldier for it, but you're still going to sign this ticket. That's fine. But you're going to sign this ticket right here before I get my sergeant out here. Okay. You're going to sign this ticket or I'm going to take you to jail. I didn't do that wrong. Who are you screaming at? I told you once, lower your voice. My voice You're not, you're not going to scream at me. My voice is heavy. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Now you're gonna sign this ticket, or I'm gonna take you to jail. I suggest you sign the ticket. Sign the ticket. Okay, okay I'm gonna sign the ticket. I'm gonna sign the ticket. I'm gonna sign the ticket. Sign the ticket. Sign the ticket. I cannot sign the ticket. You're acting crazy. I'm not doing nothing. Give me your arm. I'm right here. Give me your arm. I'm right here. Give me your arm. My body already hurt, man. Sign on the ground. I said something. Hey, what you doing like this? I ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing. Why, why you hurt me like this, man? I'm old man. I'm old man. I'm not right away. Hey, 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 This man is killing a 62-year-old man while in physical confrontation. He's yelling, sign the ticket like he's in a mafia or something. And then decides to tase this man. Man has already told him he has some health complications. He tases him anyway. He ignores 
the request for the sergeant. APD does fire this cop named Kyron Kimbrough. They fired the cop citing his administrative policy violation because he was supposed to get a sergeant based on request, but he did not. Now, obviously, um, this was heartbreaking to Deacon Holman's daughter who was on the phone. She was on speakerphone while her father was being killed. We were able to do an in-depth exclusive interview um, with, with the daughter. And here's part of what she said. Ms. Holman, when you got the information about what happened, what was the narrative presented to you first? So first of all, nobody really came and spoke to me about what happened. I actually, my dad actually called me. So when he called me, he called out, he said, baby, baby. But I could hear what was going on because he, you know, the phone was on speaker. So I could hear my dad and I could also hear the officer. So seeing that video, um, it just gave me confirmation for what I already knew because I had already heard it. I didn't physically see it, but I heard it. So when I put what I heard to what I saw, yeah, I'm in outrage. And I feel like this officer, he needs to be prosecuted. I feel like he needs to be off the force and terminated. And I feel like the world needs to see what he did to my daddy. It's, to me, it's just clear cut murder. She was with my dear friend, Attorney Davis for that interview. Um, if you recall, the Atlanta police would not release the video, but they allowed the family and the attorney to see the video. So they came on my show to explain what they saw because the video had not been released. The DA's office end, it ended up releasing the video contrary to what APD wanted to have happen. Let me give you the background and update. So the family of Johnny Holman Sr., the 62-year-old church deacon, who died after being tased during a traffic ticket dispute with a cop last summer, they are now suing the city of Atlanta. I want to remind you that after this, the city council voted to make it legal, permissible, that you no longer have to sign tickets in the city of Atlanta. It was just that simple. But because of this cop, a whole human being is dead, a father gone, a grandfather deceased. Uh, let's put them up. So Karen Kimbrough, the cop. And then you also have the chief, Darren Sheerbaum. All right. So Kimbrough, he's gone. He was fired by the chief. But they are defendants in the filing, seeking punitive damages since Holman's death. His family has been calling for Kimbrough to be criminally charged. That is up to the district attorney, Fonnie Willis. Kimbrough was fired from the APD on in October for violating, quote, standard operating procedure when he failed to have a supervisor, which is a sergeant, on the scene prior to proceeding with the physical arrest after Mr. Holman failed to sign the citation. The claim obtained by Atlanta Black Star was filed in the US District Court of the Northern District of Georgia, January 18th, for the needless and wrongful death of Holloman. It says that Holloman should not have been shot in the first place, talking about the use of taser, especially. Since he eventually complied, you clearly hear him saying, I signed the ticket. I was signed the ticket, all right? And that officer used excessive force. Uh, this is the second lawsuit stemming from Holman's death. Last month, the family filed a lawsuit against a tow truck driver, Eric Robinson. 
and his employer, SW Services of Atlanta, Inc. It alleges that he helped Kimbrough restrain Holman when he arrived at the scene and straddle his head and neck, contributing obviously to the death of Mr. Holman, is the claim. Let me give you a recap. So on August 10th, it was Kimbrough who responded to the scene of Cunningham Place. It was at Cunningham Place and Joseph E. Larry Boulevard. We call this West End Atlanta where Mr. Holman got into a minor car accident while on his way from a Bible study spearheaded by his church, Lively Stones of God Ministries. The officer found that the deacon was at fault for the accident and asked him to sign a ticket. Body camera video released in November shows Holman repeatedly saying he was not to blame for the ticket, uh, for the accident, excuse me, and asking to speak to a supervisor. The legal filing emphasizes that he hesitated and didn't refuse to sign the citation. Um, You're able to provide defense for yourself. You are able to do what typically we would all do, and that's to advocate for oneself in a moment like that. That's all he did, he advocated for himself. Now, Kimbrough told Deacon Holloman he could speak to a supervisor after he signed the documents. The lawsuit claims he started to call his daughter, whom you just saw, Anitra, who was on the phone for most of the interaction. She literally saw her father or heard her father die and then saw it in the video later. After a brief back and forth, Holman agreed to sign, but was met with physical force by the officer who pushed him on the ground. Quote, ignoring Deacon Holloman's concession to his request that he signed the ticket, Defendant Kimbrough performed a leg sweep maneuver on Deacon Holloman. Defendant Kimbrough performed a leg sweep maneuver on Deacon Holloman, taking Deacon Holloman to the ground, the complaint said. By doing so, Defendant Kimbrough commented to Deacon Holloman, you acting crazy. Once on the ground, Deacon Holloman told Defendant Kimbrough, I'm an old man, end quote. As you saw in the body cam, while pointing a stun gun at Deacon Holloman, Kimbrough ordered him to put his hands behind his back. Holman repeatedly stated he was struggling to breathe. The lawsuit allegedly said, um, I can't breathe more than a dozen times. After the officer struck and tased Holman, Holman appeared to be unresponsive and was transported to a hospital. He was pronounced dead. Medical, medical examiner determined it was homicide which means another human being caused the death, saying he suffered from several injuries during that interaction. There's no question about who killed him, okay? Is what the medical examiner is saying. Uh, there's no question that he died because of the actions of the officer and in part the actions of the tow truck driver who is possibly a former cop. Uh, hell of a thing. Sharon, thoughts here. What a stupid society we live in. Yeah. Okay, we're an old, Black man is taken down and killed, I believe, murdered, okay, in this country. This is pathetic, okay? And why this man is, why don't you just not give us the response of he was fired for some administrative nonsense? He should be under arrest. Yep. I appreciate Fonnie Willis, Dr. Ritchie, but if she can prosecute YSL, it, yeah. okay, because there's another gang running around Atlanta. That's right. Uh, you can definitely make a case to indict for this, 100%, no question. Um, the reality is the man said, I comply, I, I'm complying, I will sign the ticket. And he is still, he is still taken down. He's elderly, you should have known this is a possible reality. He told you he had health issues, you still use the taser. These things are not normative. 
in policing or less, uh, they should not be. Let me say that they should not be normative in policing. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. One caption said, this is why women live longer. Um, a gator wrangler goes undercover as an alligator. And it worked. That's the part that should let you know we are in the twilight zone, ladies and gentlemen. The earth has tilted, the axis, the vibration of the planet has transformed. The man put on an alligator costume and it worked. Sharon, I didn't even know this was a thing. You know, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I, you know me, I live a very sheltered life. I didn't know if this was about, you know, those, it's a furry. Someone had to teach me about that recently, Doc. And you've been unaware of what a furry is. No, but it's, <laughs> yeah, people who w wish to take on aspects of animals and, and I would say that perhaps this is akin to it. Right. I just don't understand why you, why you would want to do this, okay? And then be on the six o'clock news if the gator decided, the gator knows it's a human, You're gonna snap back and drag you in that water, put yeah. you under a, a tree limb or something, save you for later. That's what they do. Yeah. And everybody would be all scared. But you, never mind. Obviously, the gator was full. <laughs> right, the gator was full. This is not experiment. You're a scientist. That's not what was going on here, Doc. Yeah, yeah. All right. My um, we'll give you an update if there's <laughs> one to give. All right, Sharon. Always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Uh, Tyt Sports. I hope you will check out my latest installment um, and just uh, follow me everywhere if you can. Sharon Read Live. I appreciate you having me on. We appreciate all that you do. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.